Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play I'm Katie Couric and this is next question my company Katie Couric media wouldn't get to do all the cool things we do like bring you this podcast if it weren't for the really innovative smart and forward-thinking companies we're lucky enough to partner with one of those is the wonderful company Based in Los Angeles, The Wonderful Company is one of the biggest privately held businesses in the United States. You probably know their famous healthy products, including iconic brands like Wonderful Pistachios, Wonderful Halos, Wonderful Seedless Lemons, Palm Wonderful, Fiji Water, Justin and Landmark Wines, and Teleflora. On this episode of Next Question, I'm sharing a conversation I had with The Wonderful Company's Vice Chairman, and co-owner, Linda Resnick. Every time I get a chance to sit down with Linda, it's a real treat. Her genius in marketing comes from her unique and very clever way with words. I mean, who else would be crowned the Palm Queen? But more than that, Linda and her husband, Stuart, who together co-own the wonderful company, are deeply committed philanthropists, starting with their wide-ranging efforts to enhance the lives of people in California's Central Valley and communities where many of their employees live and work. The Resnicks are also major supporters of the arts and have championed supporting the health of the planet by funding major climate change initiatives. Over the past several years, their philanthropic gifts have included $750 million to the California Institute of Technology, $50 million to the University of California at Davis, and $50 million to Technion University in Israel all to further research on environmental sustainability across the globe. Since it's Women's History Month, we could all benefit from hearing from this extraordinary self-made woman who today lives her life with one mission, to give back. And by the way, if you want to get smarter every morning with a breakdown of the top news stories and fascinating takes on health and wellness and pop culture, sign up for our daily newsletter, Wake Up Call, by going to katiecouric.com. Now let's get to it. Linda, first of all, thank you for inviting us into your magnificent home. I don't think we've ever been treated so well. We're in this beautiful library or My study, office. Your office. Yes. <laughs> uh, surrounded by incredible art, little sandwiches on trays, on tea trays, and all sorts of sweets. So thank you so much for inviting us here. It's a real treat. It's my pleasure, of course. I wanted to start 
by talking about you and how you became the woman you are today because you built this insane success. And I'm always interested in people's origin stories because I think they explain so much what motivated you and the people who shaped you. So I want to go back to your childhood in Philadelphia. Okay. Your dad was a film distributor. He was. And he moved your family to L.A. after he produced the now classic horror film, The Blob. Exactly. Yes, Daddy moved us here in 1959 or 60, I think. And I was a young teenager, but I was in 12th grade. (laughs) And so how was adjusting to life in L.A.? How did your mom adjust to it? I think it was difficult for my mother to leave her parents and her support. And for me, it was a beautiful adventure. You wanted to go to art school. I did. And instead, you decided you were going to start your own ad agency. Well, I did go to college for a year. My father felt that it wasn't worthwhile financially to send me to art school because he had to pay and I couldn't get a scholarship. And when I asked why I couldn't get a scholarship, they said, there's two Rolls Royces in your driveway. We don't feel so sorry for you. So I couldn't go to art school, which was a blow. And I went to Santa Monica City College, which, by the way, is still a magnificent college. It really is a two-year college. It's fabulous. And then I went to work because, frankly, I was a little bored, as you can imagine. And I opened my little advertising agency when I was 19 It was called Linda Limited, and eventually it grew till where I could get a proper office. Where did your ambition come from? Was it your father? I mean, he sounds as if he was a very charismatic, you know, good salesman. Yes, and he looked like Cary Grant. I mean, he was absolutely a magnificent specimen, which I realized was not what you look for first. It may be what you look for third. (laughs) But having said that, he had a lot of other incredible qualities, didn't he? Oh, he he did. He was into the arts. He was into poetry. He loved film. And uh, we had a lot of fun together. I mean, if it weren't for my father, I don't think I would have loved the arts. He carried me into the Philadelphia Art Museum in his arms when I was a baby. So you get your outgoing personality, your kind of jazz hands, if you will, from your dad. And my mom. And your mom. They both had fabulous sense of humor. Fantastic. Now, my mother couldn't speak in front of a crowd. She was terrified. But in a closed circle with girlfriends, she was amazing. So both parents were kind of personality plus. That's right. Usually, like, there's one quieter spouse and one sort of more outgoing one. but Which in, is in, why their marriage didn't last. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about... You wanted to know where I got my ambition. Yeah. I wish I knew where I got my ambition. And I've been through therapy and mindfulness and all sorts of things to find out why I'm so driven. And I think because... One of the reasons is my mother criticized me so heavily my whole life. She did? Yeah. She never enjoyed with me my success. And so the more I did to try to impress her, the worse it got. Did you ever come to terms with your mom about that? Did you ever talk to her? Did you ever have a come to Jesus conversation? No, I never did. I waited on my mother hand and foot. I 
was there every day of my life. I took care of her financially, emotionally. On her deathbed, which I was there holding her hand when she died, she said, I wasn't very nice to you. And that's it? Did she that say, was it. Did she say, I'm sorry? No. But she acknowledged it. And she that acknowledged meant something. It. it meant something that she knew. But she had a horrible childhood. So she didn't know how to give love because she hadn't been given it? My grandmother and grandfather saved my life. They made me what I am today. Their love was so profound. They lived in Baltimore, but I would go as often as I could. It's interesting because it sounds as if you grew up in tremendous privilege. Is that correct? I mean, I you, wouldn't you, call it tremendous. No. This is tremendous privilege. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where we're sitting now. I yeah. mean, this, but, this home is so opulent and beautiful, full of art and treasures. And you mentioned the two Rolls Royces in the driveway when you were younger. Yes, yes. So I was curious if if your father was successful from a when you were very little. He wasn't enormously rich, but he was successful. I would say we were upper middle class. He just cared about Rolls Royces. <laughs> I've never owned one, okay? And I never will <laughs> because it stands for my college education to me that I didn't have. Uh, but my life turned out great. So who? why am I complaining? We'll be right back. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Let's talk a little bit more about how you were really a woman ahead of your time, Linda. I mean, most women at the time you started your ad agency, they were pretty traditional, right? They were getting married. They were raising families. They were homemakers. Um, what was it like to be in the work world? And what year was that? That was in, right in the heart of the Mad Men era? Absolutely. So it was 61, 62, 63, all the way through the 60s. Running the ad agency was fabulous because I'm very creative. And so the creative spirit that I would have put into fine art, a parenthesis, I'm not that great an artist. I'm doing much better than in business that I would have as a fine artist. But that creativity was expressed every day in the copywriting and the art direction that I did. And eventually I could hire staff and I tried to get better people than me. And so that the agency did grow and it did extremely well. 
And you were a single mom. I was a single mom. It was very expensive. My ex-husband was a deadbeat and he wouldn't, I had to take him to court. I had no money. And quite frankly, when I married Stuart, it was, he was, had no money either. He just seemed like he was going to someday be successful and he would understand my drive to be successful and not be outshined by me. I know when you first met Stuart, you said he was cute, but kind of a jerk. He was kind of a jerk. Really? Because, I can't yeah. imagine Stuart being a jerk, Linda. You can't. Well, let me enlighten you. So what happened was someone recommended me to this job. He needed someone to do some advertising for a men's clothing store that he bought. I said, I'm not going on that meeting. Doug, you go. So Doug Spellman, when he was my head of new business, and he went like three or four times. He said, this guy's amazing. He's so fabulous. I said, well, sign the deal. He said, he won't do it unless he meets you. So I go. Now, I was provocative and adorable, I must admit. I had on boots that went above my knee, brown leather, divine. I had on a lovely little tunic with nice long sleeves and a high neck. So I think we went out to dinner for like three months. And I said, are you going to give me the business? And he said, I'll give you the business. I'd rather have a meaningful relationship with you. And that's how our love affair started. And it was pretty amazing. And all these years later, you're still happily married. Yes, except for this week. <laughs> you are working together and you've been phenomenally successful. And I think you complement each other in terms of your skills and you have said that together we make one perfect person. Right. We're like salt and pepper shakers. Can you explain that and sort of what qualities he has and what qualities you have and why it's worked not only in a marriage, but in a business, which isn't easy. It's not easy. You know, it's so hard to, to be in partnership with your husband. First of all, he's the boss. I figured that out about 40 years ago. He's the boss. So that's fine. I understand that. But I do what I want because I have circuitous roots that I've managed to to uh, discover. He is a genius in business. He sees the potential of every company that he looks at for acquisition. And he knows what you're going to do well and which aren't. And we have made very few mistakes in acquisitions. He obviously and you have become just built an extraordinary business and a really slate of businesses that encompass everything from pomegranates to pistachios, water, wine. I'm sure I'm leaving many of the products Teleflora. out. Yeah, Teleflora, uh, oranges. I love my little- Halos. Halos. What has his business and your business philosophy been from the get-go? Well- Doing well by doing good has certainly been our philosophy for the last 25 years. We care about our employees. We know that without our employees, or in the case of Teleflora, without our florists, for instance, we wouldn't have a business. And so we do concentrate on, on making sure that they have a healthy, happy environment. We do our best to do that. Everything we sell is healthy for the planet. People will say that Fiji water, you know, is single serve. Well, it isn't anymore. It's recycled plastic. I was so happy when we could do that. Gosh, there are so many questions I want to ask you from that answer. You have a sort of unique sense of taste. That's one of your gifts where 
you're able to distinguish wines and what year they were produced. Did you always have this unique ability? I didn't know until I would start tasting things like palm, for instance. When I was in the orchard, um, they would make pomegranate juice with a makeshift uh, champagne press in the dirt. We would be out there. And I said, I want it to taste like this because this is what it because what we sell is pure 100% pomegranate juice. And when they would line up the different taste profiles, I would pick one that the taste panel would pick. And that's when I started to learn that I had, I knew it with wine. It was uncanny that I could pick even the shipper in some uh, burgundies. It was crazy. I don't do that so much anymore. But um, I did have this ability to taste. And I don't know why. It's just a God-given gift. Palm is your baby, and it's the 20th anniversary. Yes. And you shepherded the development of it. And in your book, Rubies in the Orchard, you write about all the marketing, quote unquote, geniuses around the table and how they wanted to mix pomegranate juice with other juices or juice products or, you know, they wanted to put 10% in and they wanted to make it sweeter. This is not high C. This is not high C, honey. But you know, the Greeks and Romans knew it. If you go back in history or even go to our website, you'll see the history of the pomegranate and how it's been revered for the centuries. The Egyptians, King Tut took a pomegranate vase into the afterlife. Didn't do him much good, but it's there. Now we can see it. You also designed the bottle. I did. I want to talk to you about your marketing acumen. I know that people have called you a genius and very cutely in the book, you say, I never get tired of hearing that, but you, you, you're you very self-effacing and say you're not. How have you been able to have your finger on the pulse and figure out how to convince people to buy products? It's a gift. Um, so I believe the most important thing in marketing is listening. And I base so much of what I do, not completely on research, but we have an, a very brilliant research department where we study the consumer constantly. And if you notice in our products, we're very direct on what we talk about. So we're we're honest and straightforward in, it's called Palm Wonderful because Palm, well, if you wrote Pomegranate, by the time you read it, as I say, you'd be in the lettuce department. So the variety is wonderful. That's the type of pomegranate it is. So it's Palm Wonderful. And if I have line extensions, I call them what they are, blueberry, cherry, whatever. I believe that if the product is good, you think within the box. The solution to the problem is within the box. But our products are so solid. You know, citrus is from a, the tree. It's unadulterated. Our, you know, our, our pistachios are just harvested and and roasted and sent to you, and so forth and so on. So that is the intrinsic value of our products. The intersection of people caring about their health and the products you were producing was very beneficial. Yes, it was kismet. We were in the orange business since the 80s, 89, I think, and Teleflora we started in 79. 
But the other, the almonds, the pistachios, all of that grew in the 90s and came to fruition in 2000. It was 2015, though, before Stewart felt that we should have a brand for pistachios. This is an interesting story if we have a minute and you can. Yeah. Um, there was a recall in pistachios and it had nothing to do with us. It was a small supplier who had seminella at the plant. So they cut off selling pistachios everywhere. Everyone had to throw out their pistachios. So I was at the airport in um, Washington and Stewart called me and he said, you've talked me into it. We need brand because if we were wonderful pistachios, our pistachios would stay on the shelf because we had no issues. And that's when the big brand push started. It may have been earlier than that because I was on my my tour, I think. One of your sort of mottos or edicts about marketing, Linda, is inside every threat is an opportunity. Yes. And so we call threats opera threats because what is the opportunity within that threat? And you have faced challenges to your brand yes. in the past. And you write about a situation with PETA upset that you were testing on mice and rats, although they they blew it up to say you were testing on rabbits and all kinds and of- And dogs. And dogs. And you had protesters in front of your home. Initially, Stuart said, it'll go away. It'll die down, right? Yes. And then you all realized, no, we have to respond to this. Because exactly. you talked about things proliferating online and damaging reputations permanently. Right. So how did you handle that criticism? Because you were testing on animals, rats and mice. Yes, I know we were. that then you stopped it later on. No, not later on. We stopped it. That's how we responded. They were right about testing on mice. There was no reason to do it. It was just kind of the way that science you know, worked. Well, science well, worked in those days. But PETA was right. You for a juice, you don't need to test on mice. You, we've learned other ways of doing it. And we, we stopped that immediately afterwards because I realized that it was wrong. Fiji water was criticized and frankly can still be because of the plastic water bottles. That's and right. There's not enough recycling that goes on. We know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Tragically. Well, I'm hoping that the money that we've given to Caltech and sustainability will find a solution for plastic. You know, there are enzymes that they're testing now that just dissolve plastic. And if we can get that up to scale, because we're never going to get the recycling. But the sad thing is it doesn't get recycled. No, it doesn't. So, But the, this bottle has probably, you know, the recycling of this plastic has gone on and on and on. I don't know if we're the end game or not. That depends on whether it's being recycled or not. 24-7, we are looking for a biodegradable container for Fiji water. But we keep looking. And if anyone's listening to this podcast and wants to send me some ideas for a biodegradable container, I'm all for it. The cardboard containers that you see with water, you are fooling yourself. They're lined with aluminum. And aluminum is not biodegradable. The first aluminum that was ever mined is probably still in existence. 
So that's a good thing if they remine it, but I think it goes to the landfill. So the paper product will disappear, but the aluminum will stay forever. So you're still trying to figure this out. Glass is the worst. Why? Because it's so heavy. So if you're shipping glass from Fiji to America, it costs like four times as much. The other thing is that if you get a glass container, it has to come from France to Fiji. It's got to be cleaned three times with water. You see all the water we're wasting? We'll be back right after this. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Let's talk about your philanthropy because you and Stuart, you've given away two and a half billion dollars in the last five to seven years. What is your philanthropic philosophy? Because there are a number of causes that you support. And I know you're a huge fan of the arts. You've been very generous to the Aspen Institute, and I'm on the board of that institute. So I know firsthand the impact you all have had there. So when you have so much money, how do you decide where to give it? Well, our employees' lives come first. I had an epiphany 11 years ago that I had to give back in a really meaningful way, and that meant going to work to do it. Besides my day job, I have a philanthropy department that is dedicated to giving back to the Central Valley and to the Fijian Islands. That's what they do. We also give big gifts to art institutions, but other people do that. We like to give to places that nobody else is interested in. Let's start with wonderful giving. I don't know how long it's been, 15 or 20 years, that we've given every employee that works for us between $500 to $1,000 to give to the charity of their choice, as long as it's a 501c3. And to date, $57 million our employees have given to their local area. And so that is a very powerful thing to teach philanthropy to the employees. Well, not only that, you you have provided educational opportunities and all kinds of things to the people who work on your farms, the people who work in your factories. Talk about that. Because that that is changing lives. Yes. It was a pivotal moment in my life where I realized that I had to give back. So I looked at places that I cared about and I ended up at home. 
in the Central Valley. It's 145 miles away. But my employees, I have 5,000 employees in the Central Valley and their families. And I started in Lost Hills, this little unincorporated town. And about half of the people in that town had someone in their household that worked at the, at the wonderful company. And they didn't trust me. It was really hard. I did a lot of research to see what they wanted and what they felt they needed. And the first thing we did, which we thought would benefit everybody, was to redo the park. And today we have two beautiful buildings at the park. And I fell in love with these people because I realized that I am no different from those mothers, except for the fact that I had luck and privilege I had the luck to be born in a family that would put a roof over my head, that would educate me, at least up to through high school, and feed me. And they didn't have that. And so we started with the park. Eventually, we built a school. And so today, we have a beautiful preschool through graduation. A hundred of those kids have come back to work at the wonderful company which is the thing that I wanted to do to end the cycle of poverty in the Central Valley by bringing educated minds to the Valley that didn't have to work in the fields that could change the dynamic there. We give free health care to every employee and their entire family. They never pay for meds. We triage if they need cancer or other dangerous diseases. We save lives every single day. And we have free therapy. We have wonderful gymnasiums where people can go after work and work out. Every bit of food that is served, you will not find a vending machine unless it has, you know, bubbly water in it. There are no uh, soft drinks. Every bit of food is cooked fresh every day and it's all healthy, low sodium, low fat, and it's working. You and Stuart pledged $750 million to Caltech for sustainability and climate change research to work on things like alternatives to plastic water bottles. What other things have you asked the smart people at Caltech to focus on? You don't ask Nobel laureates what to focus on. Um, they know what our desire is. They're, we embrace the same desire. They want to save the planet more than we do, as much as we do, as much as humanly possible. Um, and so we don't give them directives. In closing, you know, this this is Women's History Month. Yes. And you have been a powerhouse woman for many years. With so many women becoming CEOs or in the C-suite, and of course, so many women becoming entrepreneurs. What advice would you give them? Well, where women are today makes me very happy. Look, women should be in business. We have an insight that's different than men. Men and women need to work together to build businesses and countries. And all of that work, we add so much. What would I say to women? Be true to yourself. In the end, when you look back at your life, that is the thing you'll be the most proud of, that you stood up for your beliefs. Try to work in an area that you believe in, that you think is making the world better rather than the world worse. 
have a family. There's never the right time. Look, I was, I had two kids at 23. And by the time I was 29, I had five because I inherited Stuart's three kids that are the loves of my life. Have children. There's never the right time. But boy, when you reach my age, if there's no one there to talk to, it's sad. And so make your babies. Make the world better. What do you hope people will remember you and Stuart for? Our philanthropy. I was put on this earth to do this work. And I don't, I, I mean, there's nothing about our work that's out in the public domain. We, we don't talk about it. But we just do it. And I think that my legacy will be changing the paradigm of poverty in the five or six cities in the Central Valley that we serve. That's a pretty good legacy. I hope so. <laughs> you were wonderful. I love talking to you. I could talk to you for another hour. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have a question for me or want to share your thoughts about how you navigate this crazy world, reach out. You can leave a short message at 609-512-5505, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Next Question is a production of iHeartMedia and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are me, Katie Couric, and Courtney Litz. Our supervising producer is Marcy Thompson. Our producers are Adriana Fazio and Catherine Law. Our audio engineer is Matt Russell, who also composed our theme music. For more information about today's episode or to sign up for my newsletter, Wake Up Call, go to the description in the podcast app or visit us at katiecouric.com. You can also find me on Instagram and all my social media channels. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.